First Take, the least boring banking podcast, is an attempt to make banking unboring and tell you all the tips, tricks, and news that you need to know regarding your banking life. Brought to you by two former news anchors who are just trying to make banking a little more personable, a little less boring. Here we go. Welcome into First Take, the least boring banking podcast. I'm Blake. And I'm Allison. We are so glad you have joined us for yet another, is it, uh, what is it, episode four? Four. Episode four of the First Take the Least Boring Banking Podcast. What we try to do in these uh, episodes is we try to make a lighthearted, not, I would say lighthearted, I would say a non-boring look at something banking related. Uh, it's a fascinating show, so naturally we're talking about building prices. Yeah, man, and those have been harsh over the past, uh, what, probably eight eight months now something like that personal experience with that yeah personal experience with it too for for myself that's um, what i'm saying yeah oh okay I thought that's, you were what, talking that's about what i'm saying no, okay. i was talking about you well you no I, I have not built a house i bought i know but you also went through the tornado I and did. had to i did get your home fixed back uh, up so. yeah shout out insurance company yeah so uh but no you've personally built and had experience with the rising costs y'all kind of got in under the wire oh my land bit, so we but. got in two weeks under the wire of whenever we Broke ground on our house, got our slab poured, and uh, like I said, probably two weeks after we had our house uh, framed in the dry, lumber prices went through the roof. And uh, looking back at it, it's like the way that they went through the roof then is not what they're through the roof now. It's scary to look at what they're at now. You you think it hits a ceiling and then it just kind of keeps on going. It's like that little dude on The Price is Right. Yeah, uh, so over the cliff. W- what's driving that? We're going to try to do this without, we don't obviously don't want to discourage you not to build. We just want you to be, I guess, an educated builder, I mm-hmm. think is, is a good thing to say. So, uh, so we are, we're not really experts. We're, we're marketing no. people and, um, you just know, cause I built a house does not mean just anything. Just does not mean you're an expert <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, but, uh, not that you don't build a good house, but you know what I'm saying? So we're bringing in experts. We told you we were going to do some of this and we actually coincidentally have our, our first expert. It's uh, and we brought in Jerry Morgan. He's our uh, Jonesboro uh, market president, community president here in. Uh, he works at our Hilltop Building here in Jonesboro uh, for First National Bank. Uh, Jerry, thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. Glad to be part of this. It's fun, and congratulations on being an expert. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I think the a good place to start is, and most people probably know this if you're looking at building, but why do we think that the prices are actually going up? Well, lumber in general started going up back this fall. The, the main driver of that was the pandemic. Uh, a lot of the mills actually shut down when uh, everything else shut down. The mills did too. The labor didn't show up and they were forced to close for a couple of months. And obviously when, when that happens with lumber and they're not producing more lumber, you run out of the supply. And so what you had is a supply shortage and then at the same time everybody wanted to do work on their house when they were home so they were going out buying all the materials and the prices started to rise so during that time the lumber yards decided not to buy the lumber to hold off well that shortage became even worse and so it drove the price up even higher so we just we basically just have a perfect storm of a shortage and uh, increase in demand and not just people uh, maybe fixing up houses but you have uh, the real estate market went wild with people buying and selling homes and then building homes to to you know so it just like you said perfect storm of all of this stuff going on that really i i guess it was hard to anticipate you were going into this pandemic people are thinking that that the world's over gonna end whatever and you have this market that just goes absolutely wild right it, it just uh 
what everybody expected, the opposite happened. <laughs> uh, you you had uh, people come out with with the the PPP payments and the government stimulus payments. People had money in their pocket. They also lowered interest rates to help the economy, and so mm -hmm. people went out to buy houses. And when you do that, you you run the price up of houses, and you run construction up, and so everybody that all the builders were trying to keep up with the demand, and it just drove the price up on lumber even more. What uh, do we have? In a rough estimate, obviously it's all over the place, but do you have a? What does the rise kind of? Where is it at over where it might have been maybe five years ago, or heck, two and a half years ago? The uh, just some numbers that I researched uh, last week: lumber futures per thousand board feet on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange hit a thousand two hundred sixty dollars. Obviously, in comparison, uh, last April that same order would have cost you three hundred and fifty-eight dollars. Wow. So you've seen almost a three to four time jump in in lumber prices over the last year. Uh, how does that affect you? On a typical house, it would add twenty-four thousand dollars to the average size house that's under construction, and about nine thousand dollars per apartment. So those are real significant numbers that we're seeing jumps in. Yeah. So, I mean, and even if, you know, going back to what you were talking about, people doing home projects, I know people who've reached out to me and said, well, I went to Home Depot or, or someplace and, and went to buy a couple two by fours because I wanted to build a raised garden bed or something like that. And the amount that you're, you're paying four times the amount for a two by four or a sheet of OSB is what, like $48 right now? It was $8 this time last year. Right. It, it, it's wild. It, it, it is. And what you're seeing also is with the lack of new construction homes coming out of the ground, it's rolling over to the existing home sales. It's just been a super hot market, uh, and, and we're seeing those prices just go up significant also on existing homes. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a good question because that's something you have to think about when you build is what's it going to be like when I try to sell this house? Um, if I'm spending $24,000 more on lumber, am yeah. I going to recoup that cost if I try and sell it in a couple yeah, of years? Yeah, you build a house for $140 a square foot, are you going to be able to resell it for $145 later? And I, I think that's got to be a, a big concern at that point when you're when you're talking about those things. Right. You, and a lot of people have gotten caught in the middle when they expected the house to cost $150,000 to build. It's ended up costing $175,000 to $180,000. So they're getting in the house and they, they would hope in the future that the appraisals would, would go up and the market value would go up on the houses, but there is a lag time that we're seeing in that also, but it, but it is slowly catching up. And you mentioned that, uh, that was a problem, you know, that you had was the appraisals were not catching up to the actual price per square foot of the houses. Right. It, it's always been a problem in a rising cost environment because you have to have existing home sales out there to justify the, the houses that are being sold for comparable sales on appraisals. But we're actually seeing those appraisals go up now because there's people coming in making cash offers on houses and driving the price up. So we are getting comparable sales and so the appraised values are slowly catching up with the cost of building. And you know, I think obviously we consider talking about this, ultimately people want to know, I mean, what, what does that mean? I mean, what does that mean for you if you're going to go into the bank, you're going to maybe try to get a construction loan. I mean, obviously we're not trying to deter you from building here. We just want you to know what you're getting into on the front end, but what does that look like? And we can only speak in terms of First National Bank, obviously, but what does that look like for somebody who may be looking at, at building at this point that they may need to take into effect before they come in and get that construction loan? 
Well, we, we typically deal with two types of builders. You've got the professional builder that buys it for resale. And with a lot of those, they're putting some of the houses on hold that they were originally going to build. And so we're seeing kind of a holding pattern on some. And then you have some builders that are trying to buy by the truckload now to get those reductions in price. Uh, and then some are just going ahead and building, but they're just having to factor that in the cost of the house when they get ready to sell it. The other side is you have individuals that want to build the house on their own. And, and those are the ones that get hit the hardest. They're not able to buy with a large quantity. They're not able to get economies of scale with that. And so those are the ones that we're really working with to, before they start construction to make sure they get the lumber prices locked in, make sure they get a true cost estimate from their builder, a very detailed one to make sure it's exact so there's no surprises on the back end. The last thing we want to see as a lender is to get somebody, a family, to start building and have huge cost overruns because that doesn't help any of us. And so we're really just, it's more of an educational system where we're just trying to really educate those builders and, and buyers and families to make sure there's no surprises on the back end. Because just speaking from my own personal experience, this was the second house that we built. Again, not, not an expert by any stretch of the means, but there are some things you can do to, you know, make up for where you might have gone a little bit over in some way. But when you're talking on average $24,000 more for lumber, you can't cut enough corners to make up for that elsewhere in the house. Right. You know, you could always go with maybe a cheaper countertop or, or cheaper door handles, but you know, th this situation is just definitely driving the cost up. And so just got to look at everything uh, in general to make sure we don't go way over and, and don't blow somebody's budget. And most importantly, don't get in a situation where we can't get them long-term financing when they're done because of the major cost overruns. And I think that's a good point. And this is kind of what we're trying to get at in this is, again, we don't want to discourage you from building, but we always talk about it in these shows, be honest with your banker and, and we're going to be honest with you right back. So when they do come visit with us, we're going to make sure to help them along in that process to make sure that you don't get in there and get in over your head. We're not trying to, you know, force you into a corner. We just want to make sure that everything's lined up so that way we don't loan you money and get you in over your head. Exactly. You know, it might be a situation where we recommend, hey, let's put it on hold for six months, see where we're at, or buy an existing house because you know what you're paying for there, or you, you just may have to scale back on what you want to uh, want to build. It might be you have to cut back two or 300 square feet or, or take out that extra third garage or something of that nature. You know, one thing that we are seeing that is helping this situation is long-term interest rates are still historically low. So that helps on the overall payment. But again, we do not want to get somebody into a house that they can't afford. Yeah, we're not going to let you walk into something unexpectedly. We watch these things and that's, that's why we have these folks. But you, you mentioned that, you know, buying versus building. Obviously, some of this is translating over into the buying market. For sure. Um, but, I mean, are we seeing that, that? In a situation like this, yeah. Are, yeah, are you seeing the, the cost of the building driving up the cost of, you know, just buying a house that's already there? Uh, yes, I had a customer yesterday that had already bought the lot was sitting on the lot getting ready to build and they just decided to scrap that all together because of the cost of construction and they found an existing house. While the new house prices are going up, this particular instance, they were better off finding an existing house because they knew exactly what it was gonna cost them versus getting into construction and not knowing where it was gonna end up. So we're, we're seeing that quite a bit right now. I think too, something 
especially if you're a first-time home builder, there's there's two different things between your construction loan and then that permanent financing, which is where, you know, you can't just go nuts on your construction loan, even though it's not going to cost you a lot at the time, because you're eventually going to have to roll that into permanent financing, which is where the appraisals and everything come into play on the back end. Correct. And on, on a um, construction loan, you know, the way that works is you come into the bank, you give us a complete cost estimate. We look at the lot cost and the cost of construction, and then we figure out how much money you're going to put into it and work off backwards off the appraised value to make sure you can fit into your budget and make sure it'll fit into the appraisal. So th there's a lot of factors involved there. Uh, you know, the problem is the variable of not knowing what that construction cost is going to go up during that period that we're building. It's, you know, it used to take six months to build a house. Now it takes anywhere from nine to 12 months. And so, you know, it's it, it just, uh, it's a variable we just can't put our finger on right now. And so we've got to make sure we have a cushion in there for the borrower, for the customer, customer to make sure they don't get themselves in trouble. Is there, I mean, you know, like you said, looking at futures and stuff, what do you foresee happening over the next six to 12 months with these lumber prices? You know, because you look back even in the fall whenever they jumped and then what was it December or so whenever they kind of leveled out for a bit, then jumped again. I mean, is it just kind of such a volatile situation right now where it's anybody's guess? It, it, it really is. We really thought that the price of lumber would start coming back down in the spring with more production, and that hasn't happened. It's actually continued to go up. So we would hate to even try to guess right now. what It's kind of like guessing on the stock market. You think it's going to go one way, it'll end up going the other. So all we could say is just try to get a true cost estimate from your builder and a true lumber package uh, estimate that is exact and it is locked in before you start, that's if a lumber company will actually do that for you. So just try to do everything on the front end to take out the variable of the cost changes. That's what we've tried to do, just give you a little information if you're looking to get that started, because it is, it's, it's a little bit of a guessing game and you might catch it right, you might not, it might change, it might not. So Al, you got anything else for Jerry? I don't think so. Jerry, thank you so much. Thank you, I enjoyed this, glad to be part of it. Come up, hang out anytime. We're pretty that we have snacks and badges and clubs. Thanks, Jerry. So, uh, obviously, again, not ever meant to, you know, we're not trying to discourage you from doing anything. We just want you to be educated, and that's what our team of lenders do for Well, you. sure, and and like Jerry said, it's one of those things where they do not you they do not want you to get into that situation. You obviously don't want to get in that situation, and your lender doesn't want you to get in that situation either, where you come into something thinking that you're going to pay a certain amount, and you go way over, bust on it. You know, uh, uh, somebody who that's their job to build these homes and stuff. They might be able to, to burden that cost a little bit easier, sit on that home for a little longer, something like that. But, you know, to an individual building a house, that could that could really hurt in the long run. Yep. And ultimately, like I said, uh, you know, lending is not something that you we ever try to mislead you. And, you know, you can sometimes misunderstand where a lender's coming from on something. And when they, they ask you for those, you know, exact estimates or guaranteed pricing on those things, they're not trying to make your life difficult. They're trying to protect you because ultimately the responsibility of a lender doing a construction loan is to get you to permanent financing and to a place where you have an affordable house that has good resale value later. So Similar to whenever we talked about the credit do's and don'ts episode and being honest, like you mentioned that just a minute ago, it's the, the questions that are being asked are being asked for your benefit to make right. sure that you're not winding up in a sticky situation later. Right. later. Good news, economy's booming. That's, yeah. that's good. In a, in a time we didn't think that was the case. 
you know, bad news is there's there's limited number of houses out there. You know, if you've got a certain size house, they're selling quickly. I experienced that earlier in the year. Uh, it was last year, but we experienced that. I mean, selling a house in six hours. Yeah. Uh, you or, know. Uh, you know, you see videos online of making jokes of all of the, of the situation of people will put a house on the market and someone will come in and offer $5,000 more than asking just yeah. getting into these bidding wars. It's just, it's, it's a wild thing. Cause this else. time last year, you would not have expected that. No, we, no, we didn't know where we were going to be and we didn't know what was going to look like. So there's positives to that, but just go into it uh, educated as well. So we got a lot more coming in the way of lending. We're kind of pivoting. We did deposits. We've done some fraud on this, but we're going to kind of pivot. Uh, you know, Jerry mentioned uh, interest rates, we're actually going to go down a path of how are those interest rates calculated? How does that affect you? Uh, closing costs, things like that, because that's a very confusing part of getting a yes. loan. Is what does that what does that interest rate actually do, and how's that even calculated? Mm -hmm. You know, so we're going to do that. Uh, we're also going to do the same thing with the compounded interest on certificates of deposit. How does your money go to work for you? And it's going to be a confusing time with interest rates going down across the board. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do a bunch of that as just, well. Yeah, like like we talked about at the beginning of the episode or, uh, you know, even episodes past, we're just trying to, you know, just talk to you like a friend as far as breaking this down where it's maybe a little bit easier to understand what's going on, why it's going on, why things are certain ways. Um, just trying to make banking a little bit more explainable, easy yeah. to understand. Yeah. Got anything else, Al? I think I'm good, Blake. It was good. All right. Well, special thanks to Jerry Morgan for coming on and give us a look at kind of construction prices and how that affects lending. We'll have more for you again. Uh, next episode coming up is going to be how the lending interest is calculated. Uh, and we, We've got a few cool things coming in the pipe. We're trying to work on getting some really cool people yeah. uh, to come on this and talk about several things going on, including digital currency. Again, because we're not the experts in this. <laughs> we're not. We're not. So, you know, that's why bringing people like Jerry on, bringing you know, we're, like Blake said, got some things in the works, hopefully, where we can get some, really some experts on these topics coming in and speaking with us about things that, uh, that you might not know about, want to know about, whatever the case may be. Thanks so much for joining us. First National Bank is a member of FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. I'm Blake. I'm Allison. Goodbye.